You're listening to the Mentors for Military podcast with your hosts, Robert Gowan, Rudy Lindsay, Mike Pritz, and Kat Kalin. Hey guys, Robert here. On this episode, Brian and Sean from Keep Calm and Save Lives, or you know them as KCSL on Instagram, join me as host. We talk about the subject of humility after seeing a post from Damien, a retiring Navy EOD, who posted about a lesson his grandfather taught him after Damien returned from combat. So sit back and relax and enjoy another episode of Mentors for Military. What kicked this whole podcast off, by the way, was um, actually Damien. Damien's the one that posted this post about a conversation he and his grandfather had. And (laughs) that that just like really floored me. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was a really good lead in to the, to this episode and doing a show around humility. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever met or if you guys follow each other online, but Damien's a, a former Navy EOD and, uh, served several. Yeah, I have one, I have one more, one more month and I'm out. One more month and he's out. Oh, get on you. <laughs> Close to me there, Damien. I have two. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Brian, Brian and Sean still on active duty, uh, Air Force PJs and, uh, Damien, are you retiring or is it just a, just ETSing? I, they're retiring me. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. They're magically retiring me. Yeah. So good deal. Um, but maybe it'd yeah. be a great, but yeah, I, follow, I follow you guys. Uh, I followed you guys on, on Instagram once. Um, Rob told me about you guys. Cool. Yeah, awesome. nice. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so maybe it'd be kind of cool, Damien, for you to kind of kick the show mm-hmm. off and, and tell a little bit more deeper version of that story, because I know you only had so many characters that you could put within the Instagram profile right. or post. So it'd be really cool to kind of hear that whole conversation and especially around the story about your grandfather, because there's some, there's a right. pretty cool history there just with him alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that story, I think was a little longer than what I put on, uh, Instagram, but. What happened was I, well, just to give a background on my grandfather, he was uh, World War II. He was a bombardier in World War II and with the 8th Air Force. And he was uh, um, shot down on one of his last missions. They were shot down. Uh, they survived and they were evading in the countryside in Germany. And uh, what the story was, and he had told me this a long time ago, they had gotten captured. and He had spent uh, about a year in, in the prison camp and then had, had come home. So I grew up, he was kind of the main influence, male influence on my life, I guess, from the year of, the time I was 11 uh, on. And uh, when I had come home, so I didn't join the Navy, I was 29 when I was, I was living in New York City when the attacks happened. And I was 29 when I joined, so I was almost 30. So by the time I got, I went to war, like Afghanistan the first time, in 2010, I was 36. I wasn't like a, a kid in any way. So I'd gotten home from my first deployment in 2011 and my mother, I had told my mom, uh, she said, well, how did it go? Like, what was it like? And I was like, Oh, it was good. And you know, whatever, you know, it was, it was intense, but whatever. And, uh, we lost one of our CCTVs that I worked, Mark Forster, um, had been killed. And then one of the 18 Deltas, I know the aid and had been killed. I wasn't there that day, that day I'd moved to the commando mission, but so they had asked me about that, and I and I said, yeah, I mentioned that I'd gotten the award. She said, oh, well, it looked like I got a bronze star. It was like my first one. And uh, she's like, oh, bring it home and show Pop-Pop or tell him. I was like, no, I'm not coming. I'm not going to show him. And he would definitely, 
he had a way of like putting you in your place, you know, kind of. Right. But, uh, so I came home and this was in a beam last time I, I saw him alive. He would, he was, he died a year later uh, before my second deployment. So I was talking to him outside and, and he, uh, we were sitting outside in this patio furniture in Florida and he said, your mom said you got an award. I said, yeah. And he said, that's great. Are you proud of that? And I said, and I knew this was a pointed question that there was, a, there was, there was, a, he wouldn't just ask this randomly. I said, I don't know, pop up. I mean, should I not be proud of that? And he said, he go kind of went in to tell me that what does pride do for you? Was being proud of that, what would that really mean to you? Like, think about that. And as I thought about it, I said, yeah, to me, like, what kind of sounds silly to say that I am proud of myself in any way kind of sounds ridiculous, you know, in a way. And he said, but you don't have to be proud of yourself. Other people will be proud of you. You know, and that in his mind, pride was kind of a dangerous thing. It could be a dangerous thing and kind of a divisive thing. And he said, yes, it's just a word, but you could say you're honored by that or that's, it should be humbling to you. You know, you should be honored and that should humble you. That entire experience should humble you. And I said, yes, absolutely. It does. I was incredibly humbled by the experience. And he said, well, that's good. That's what you should feel. Hmm. You know, but um, let us be proud of you. Let your friends and your family, let your, you know, be proud of you and say that you don't really rarely have to use that word and i it just stuck with me as something that was um really powerful because it um i don't know if you want me to go into this more about about how this all came up with the ribbons and yeah um so what happened was i was taking my uniform apart or just you know taking my uniform putting throwing my uniforms into a a bag last week and i had taken the ribbons off and um i don't have a shadow box i don't keep stuff really i i don't keep you know, I'm not that kind of person. I don't hang up things or, uh, um, you know, so I threw my, I threw my ribbons in my, in my EOD badge in a little box. I have a couple of coins that I've kept from their deployments in Afghanistan and stuff like that. But, uh, I was putting them away and it reminded me I was doing this award. They put me up for sale of the year when I come back from my last, my third deployment. So this was 2013. I guess I came home from the last one. And, uh, <laughs> They wanted to put me up for sale of the year, and I said, no, I'd rather not. It's, I'm not a huge fan of, of going through those things. I, and I said, I also have, I, I was like, see, if I have tattoos on my hands, like, you know, there's probably not the person you want representing the community, you know. Uh, and they're probably not going to be, you know, probably not going to go over that well. Uh, and he just laughed, and he said, well, you know, well, you're going to do it anyway. And I said, okay, great. So I went up there, and, I, and what they do is you're, you're kind of waiting in the hallway, and they bring you in, and I'm sure you guys know, it's all the same as any military kind of award, and they ask you some right. questions. And I was sitting at a table, and this one, I was in E6 at the time, and this one uh, chief asked me, he's like, which of all the awards you're wearing, I was in my dress blues, of all those devices on your chest, which one are you the most proud of? And it just took me back uh, to what my grandfather said, and I kind of forgot about, forgotten about what, he had told me and it just kind of came flushing back. And I, and, and I said, I'm not proud of anything, but the one that means the most to me is my first Afghan campaign. 
Mm. And he kind of tilted his head and he said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, why? And I said, um, because of the team, you know, I said, because we were all different back then. <coughs> you know, Chad, Chad was still alive and, uh, um, me and I, Chad Reddy, one of my friends, was killed on our uh, his second time over, and, and while I was over there on the second time, on my second deployment, and um, and that, and just as I was putting those ribbons away, it brought me back to that moment, uh, and it made me think of my grandfather and just what that kind of meant when he said that, and and uh, and how I had forgotten it for a while, and to come back to that, what he said, and just that kind of way of thinking. It, uh, was something I felt would be helpful, you know, um, for me, like in the future, becoming like a veteran, like retiring and not kind of holding on too tight to all these things and just keeping things in perspective. So that's what that post is mostly about. Which is, which was an awesome post. And I think it resonated with so many different people. I mean, humility in a lot of ways yeah. is one of those things that's so hard to swallow for some people. I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to be humble. It's one of those, Almost, it almost comes with age. So it's kind of interesting that your, yeah, your grandfather sure. presented. I, I just kind of feel at least that it usually comes with age. Not everybody at an early age, uh, they probably feel more proud of certain things and want to show it and demonstrate it in certain ways. I mean, you think about social media and how in social media, right. uh, Brian, we talked about this before, about how everybody wants to display the moment and everything that's going on because they're they're wanting to be prideful and, and demonstrate what they're doing and feel like everybody wants to be a part of it. But humility is one of those things that I just think comes with age over time. You end up, you know, most people I think end up becoming very humble. Yeah. And, and I'm curious kind of like what, what drives the fact that people get more humble with age? Do you think it's just perspective on where they are? Yeah. In yeah, I their do. Lives, where they are in the universe, is it a better understanding of other people around them? Like, what do you guys think? I think it's all of the above. I think it's one of those things that um, w- wisdom comes about through trials, tribulations, and errors, and and learning from your mistakes, and all those types of things. And I think along with that, those things that you probably were very excited about uh, for yourself, you begin to realize that being humble is much more important and and bringing up others around you and elevating them to another level is much more important than being the person out front. And and Damien, I know I've mentioned this to you before that at some point it'll be really good to to bring out those ribbons, to bring out those things to sure. um you know people call them a pride wall or they call them you know my I love me walls and stuff stuff like that, but it's a way of of you know it's really a way of um in some regards, honoring those that serve with you as well, because that's what it is for me. Every one of those things have a story. And if you want to sit down and listen, I can tell you a story, much like what you just did in terms of, you know, Chad and, right. and what occurred and, and, and stuff like that. That, that to me, that's wisdom, and, and that's through time learning to be humble. Yeah, and I think um, sometimes uh, I know people come to me and they'll ask me, and I don't mean to um, – little it or anything like that it's just that that's kind of my way I, and i and they mean a lot to me make no mistake about it all those experiences and, and and all of those things have it's like the tattoos or whatever you know they all have like a story and you know and, and i and i'm appreciative of all the experiences and um i mean i could do away with many of my tattoos that i wish i didn't have but uh, <laughs> you know um <laughs> 
especially on my hand. Getting your hand tattooed in Afghanistan, maybe not the greatest idea. Yeah. Still uh, <laughs> so a cool uh, story, though. Hardcore. That yeah, is a cool maybe story. Not, maybe, maybe not the greatest decision I've ever made. But, uh, Next episode, yeah, I mean, tattoos I, I, I in Afghanistan. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. But, uh, it was good, man. It was, it, it, it's good to... I mean, I, I, I treasure those moments. I treasure the experiences. Um but like you said, and like everybody said, I think with age, I think sometimes I don't have kids of my own, my, uh, but I think when people have, just as they get older and they have families and they have uh, children, I think that that seems to, at least my friends, change. I mean, I'm 43 now, so uh, I definitely hope that I <laughs> attain humility with, 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 with age. But um, I think it seems to be a lot of times, like people that have families seem to change all their priorities as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that for sure. And it going back to the military thing, I think um, at least in our career field, the guys with the most combat experience with the craziest saves, those guys seem to be the most humble. So um, maybe it, maybe it is experiences. Maybe it's you know kind of feeding, being proud of other people's stuff. Like your grandfather said, let others be proud for you. Um, maybe it's just kind of like having those experiences or something. But it's definitely like from my perspective as a young guy on the team, it's the older guys who have the most common experience are, are by far the most humble. I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, because if I was those guys, there's a lot of times where I feel like I'd be like, yeah, look at, look at my ribbon rack. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you guys know in the military, I mean, it's also gets, I don't know about your community, if it's this, but sometimes in like the Navy, it's like the UD community. It's like, you know, you definitely get sized up when you're in your uniform. Like guys look at your ribbon, and you can feel it. You can see it. I can see them look at my. You know what I mean? You see it. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. they're sizing you. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And you all know this. Like a lot of times, those awards, in reality, don't really mean that. I mean, they they do mean a lot. But I mean, you guys, I know you guys know stories where guys got awards. You're like, wow, what? Uh, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, it's know, all about how you write it up on a on a awards yeah, package. And vice versa, when somebody did something phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Forgotten about in the mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. All about who was around. Yeah. Who you went to rescue. What nation they're from. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think all this. A lot, a lot of political there. factors in the mix. Oh, so many, yeah. Yeah, what, what you, I mean, just hearing about kind of the in, impact that your grandfather had in your life. I'm reminded that largely a lot of humility that I've been able to experience through my military time has been just looking at other people. Like Sean said, we have some we have some guys on the team who've just uh, really knocked some missions out of the park in combat, and I always like to, you know, I I can catch myself building up kind of a pride of oh that's the mission that that I can accomplish. But then when I hear how they did it phenomenally, but they portray it in such a, like, calm and, you know, listening way as well, uh, man, it kind of, like, puts me back into my place of, you know, how would I have reacted in those situations and, you know, kind of what humility in combat as well is huge and what, what derives from that. Well, I also think, like, like real combat, if you're not humbled, it's going to slap you in the face, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get Every moment, if there was a time on any diploma, I was like, oh, I'm getting pretty good at this. It was like, wham. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. you think you're good at this? Now we're going to slap you, slap you, 
someone lost their limb or whatever, you know what I mean? Or you missed one or I missed an idea or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So it was always there, especially after I didn't, I've never, I only did Afghanistan opponents. I never was able to go anywhere else, but you know, real combat will humble you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to, if you're in real combat and you come out of that humble, there's something, there's something how they said that, uh, the most experienced guys were the most humble and the guys that had been through the most, uh, like the worst situations, they'd come out of it the most humble. And I was just saying, well, I think that that, if you go to real combat, if you're in real situations where your life is really in danger and you're also, you're inevitably going to lose people, you know, I never, I don't think there was any deployment. I mean, there was no deployment in Afghanistan where we didn't lose someone. I mean, or someone at least lost, you know, was probably going to, was going to lose limbs. And, um, uh, so, I mean, that, that was an inevitable, inevitable thing that was going to happen. But if you don't come out of that humble, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And, yeah. and because you realize all of us, I mean, EOD wise, at least in the Navy, it, you know, it's an incredible amount of, of I don't like to use the word luck, but mm. chance and th- that you make it out of there. I mean, I knelt up right on an IED. I was kneeling right on an IED, you know, that ended up blowing up the 10th guy through the the threshold, you know. Yeah. Uh, we all stepped right on it, and then the 10th, the last Afghans blew up. So, wow. um, I mean, that was my that was my first, within my first six weeks, we had two, you know, that happened twice or, you know, whatever. So, uh, and then I was just talking about how the countryside and that and they were talking about how they had just come back from them. And just the terrain could kind of, would humble me. You know, it will slap you in the face. If you if you ever got cocky, or for a moment, I mean, there's a little, there's a degree of, of brashness that, that's useful, I think, in combat. Uh, but um, if you were overconfident at any time, that war, for me, it would just, it had a way of slapping me in the face and saying, okay, you thought you were good at this? This is the reality. Hmm. That's the thing about humility, I think, is that, that it's such a fine line. Like, you need that confidence, but you need to also be humble. It's, it's such a weird thing, like, especially in, in, like, our kind of career fields. Like, I'm sure it was the same for you as it is for us. Is I, like, really only made it through. A lot of guys really only made it through because of their, their sense of self. Like, I just didn't want to say the words I quit because I was too prideful. Yeah, I'm sure it was the same for you, and I'm sure there's a lot of scenarios in which you're like, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to save this team. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to, you know, disarm this or whatever, uh, because I can, cause I'm the guy to do it right now. And yeah. so, but there's also that, okay, when do I take a step back and say, all right, I really need to be humble here. Like let the others be proud for me, you know, all of that. So it's really this fine line. And I think, um, you going into the civilian world here soon. And with Brian, uh, I'm, I'm about a year behind you guys, but I'll be there with you is thinking how am I going to market myself but also be humble um, about my military experience. So, um, you know, humility is, 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 is it's really hard to nail down, I think. It is. It's a really fine line, yeah. Yeah, when you said that, uh, you know, I think what you're kind of describing too, though, um, Sean, is self-awareness. I mean, you're, you're kind of, you have, in, in order to be right. humble, there has to be a sense of self-awareness because nobody loves an egomaniac. I mean, nobody loves somebody that's out there trying to pump themselves up so much. And those are people that are probably not very self-aware. They're just individuals that want to go out there, lift themselves up. And like we were talking about, a true, a true person, and whether it's a leader or an individual, who is trying to display humility, 
um, you'll know it because they're actually um, they're actually putting themselves down. They're looking for somebody to bring them up mm. in some ways. Um, or they're yeah. very confident, and, and not to a sense of arrogance, but like you said, maybe there's a sense of confidence um, that resonates with them where you can tell both that they're a confident and humble individual. And I think those are those are not always traits that you find in all leaders, by the way. I, I think that in mm. in leadership, you, you tend to find individuals that are quickly trying to climb the ladder, whether it's in the military through getting additional rank and or out here in the private sector in which you're trying to grow into to various positions, in a lot of cases, they become less self-aware. Uh, they become very arrogant, and um, they're not very humble. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, a yeah. decent definition of pride that I've learned is just thinking more of yourself than you ought to. Mm-hmm. And something that does, <laughs> no matter where you are in your life, it stops you. I, I'm going to lead into a, a quote I wrote down before this is some never get started on their destiny because they cannot humble themselves to learn, grow and change. Mm. And Sean and I have a, a little saying that goes along with that is like, you'll, you'll become a little King in a little kingdom very quickly. <laughs> yeah. That mentality. Like a big, a big fish in a small pond. Exactly. Yeah. That's a Navy, uh, Navy up that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had to navy that up. I had yeah. to, yeah. It's treating people as you want to be treated, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And uh, being, um, you know, having some empathy uh, for whatever other people are going through. And uh, that that's kind of a sign of humility as well. Uh, you know, being self-aware of, of your surroundings as well as yourself. I just wanted to say, like, I did not come to this. I didn't come to this easily. I mean, I've been going to counseling for quite a while. <laughs> You know, I mean, I went through, you know, I, I was definitely no saint. I mean, I, I, I know I was arrogant at mom, at times and, and mm. especially in, maybe in my job, I thought, I, you know, I had always wanted to be not even great. I don't think there's being great at this, but proficient and, and be a good enabler for the mission. Yeah. Just make yeah. sure that the guys were getting to their mission and they were safe and they didn't step on anything. <clears throat> that was it. If it was ODA or infantry guys or the SEAL team or whoever I was deployed with, you know, that was, that was always the goal. But, but I also, as well as I had done, I will say this in my professional, if I had attained any kind of proficiency at my professional life, I definitely, uh, did not do that in my personal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So part of this self-awareness for me was, okay, I need to look at everything in my life. Cause if I'm humble in my job, or if I'm whatever being doing well there, but I'm really not that at all to my family. Then what am I? Then I'm a fraud. No, you yeah. know what I mean. Is how I is how I felt. You know what I mean. I was like, I, then I'm a fraud. And at one point, I kind of felt like that a few a couple of years ago. I mean, not thoroughly, but in a way. And and that took like what you guys were saying. I, I mean, being self aware. It's not super fun all the time, you know. But with also, I think like Robert used to with age and maturity. Hopefully, you know. Um, comes some some real self-awareness because it's it's taking real stock in in your flaws and hoping like you guys were just saying like that quote it just reminded me of that it's like like getting out and now i'm going i'm going to go to college you know um, i chose kind of not to to go into in, a career field some of this i was like i want to go to school and, and uh so that was but all of that with that quote that you guys just said kind of uh, exemplified you know that part of that journey for me at least yeah because i think uh, one of the things that you know, you and I talked about Damien is the false humility, 
those individuals that try to portray <laughs> as though they're humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I brought that up because a lot of that is social media. Like, you know, I yeah. have these hashtags, hashtag stay humble. And yeah. it's some like, dude, like, and it's yeah. without his shirt on. It's like some yeah, like, like, soft guy yeah. with no shirt on and a calendar. I was like, well, what are you doing, man? Like, uh, yeah. I'm the most humble person you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Well, because yeah. he hashtagged it, that means it's it's definitely true, right? I know. Of course. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> yeah, I've always been told that a humble person will never admit that they're humble. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, I mean, the social media thing, I think, is just, it's, it's almost, you know, everybody's, and everybody's ego is, 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 I mean, we're all victims for you. I'm not saying I have no ego. I do. And when things feed your your ego, like it's always going to feel great. Mm. But I mean, you got to keep it in perspective. I mean, some yeah. people, I just think it's gotten so incredibly <laughs> out of hand. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, I just feel bad for like the next generation. You know, mm. like who are they going to look up to? You know, who, yeah. are, who are the people you have around to look up to? Yeah, I mean, we are inherently selfish human beings, right? And I think the more that we give in to our desires, you know, to an unhealthy extent, it kind of clouds out what might be reality around us of being able to recognize other people and and be able to listen to others before having to feel like we have to share our opinions. I think humble, humble people largely listen way more than they speak. Because they just they just see the value in hearing before speaking. You know, I said that to you, Damien, about the uh, the post on your grandfather. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. individuals of that generation, I think, too, sometimes had so much to say without ever saying a word. You know what I mean? I mean, they just really when they did speak. There used to be an old commercial we used to joke about called E.F. Hutton. You know, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, in this case here, it's kind of the same thing of that generation. When when you have somebody that uh, speaks very little and does come across that confident and, and has something to say, or when they do have something to say, they it means something. Words are chosen very carefully. Um, wow. I mean, it can be a, a very powerful experience and, uh, yeah. those individuals are pretty rare. I found those individuals carry presence though. Like yeah. because others are, as Damien's grandfather explained, you know, proud for that person. There's almost like a, a sense of what other people admire about that person it just goes around with them. And that guy doesn't need to validate it. Everyone's thinking it. And the second he opens his mouth, ears and eyes are towards him yeah i think my mom like said when i was younger she, my mom was very cool kind of quiet um had a lot of kind of uh that kind of quiet strength was pretty intense and i, I definitely looked to her for for example i know growing up i, I definitely emulated her but she uh i think she told me once something like the, the loudest person in the room is usually the weakest Mm-hmm. So be we'll be wary of that. Yeah. You know? uh, which probably meant my dad. I think she was probably. <laughs> she was probably <laughs> but, uh, That's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But um, no, I didn't. But uh, I thought that was an interesting kind of perspective, and I always remembered that. 
and that uh, that was an interesting kind of way. Well, we talked about like kind of the nonverbal and the way they carry, you know, people carry themselves yeah. and everything, but you can also talk about the actions as well. So when, when somebody mm-hmm. does something, you can really discover um, or notice rather quickly whether somebody's truly humble and, and as they feel that they are, because, um, so, you know, I think, what is there a saying? Something like uh, um, your actions uh, are speaking so loud, I can't, I can't hear what you're you're saying or something of that nature. There's some saying that goes like that. So, but yeah. Actions speak louder than the words. Yeah, I mean seriously. <laughs> it's all good. It's not gonna change the way mustard tastes. <laughs> it never does. That's the crazy thing. That's not just fire. Uh, all right. Well. Brian, you're gonna to have to take us home. You're the one that put these uh, these great notes together, so I know you have some way to to wrap this up. No, I'll, I'll do it. I, that quote was a trigger to nailing this, so I'm gonna start big and go small. So, a healthy understanding of your place in the universe, as you know it, is a good start to being humble. And what I'm gonna to try to do here is kind of like give application now towards how you can humble yourself. So, just some numbers. I always like starting with that. 107 billion people have ever lived in the universe. Right? That's, wow. that's a lot. Okay. So how about how about space, right? Observable universe is 46 billion light years across. One light year is 5.88 trillion miles. So obviously there's so much that we don't understand. And you can narrow that down to our micro universes, whether it be your family, whether it be work, and in your social life as well. So in the military... Do I have reason to brag because of my environment? Because it could be bigger than I think it is. Maybe I should take a step back and look at it. Where is my mission now? And I think one of the best ways that you can start right now to humble yourself is seek feedback and don't talk back. Hmm. You know, when Damien and I seen that you were going to be talking about 107 billion people and 46 billion light years, I got to tell you, we just the mind just like we didn't know where you were going to go with this i was like man that's so much smarter than me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah what what? yeah it's it's wild and i think you just googled it yeah i did you just googled it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't gather that but i just like applying those huge examples to what it could be in your perceived world around you yeah and yeah yeah, at work you know maybe there is like that those kind of numbers in the minute details within my work and i just don't recognize them yet and i but i want to i want to understand those things so as i said just like and i one of the best ways that i've done that or it's painful i don't want to say i've done it well but is to seek feedback from those around you and don't don't feel like you have to say something back from it yeah I I think you know in covering what you just said too I've seen a I don't know if it was National Geographic or something like that at some point did kind of a camera pullback and it and it showed an individual like in New York City walking down the street and then it went up and it's like at a skyscraper level it went further back and it's kind of showing you know Manhattan and you pull back even further and it's showing you the U.S. and you pull back further and it's the you know the the actual earth the planet and and it goes all the way back you know until 
you know, I don't know, billions and trillions of light years away and you begin to realize how small of a speck that you truly are in, yeah. in time and space. So now I just yeah, totally blew your mind, uh, didn't I? See, I I was hoping. Man, I, no, I'm like. <laughs> this this is a this is a true. I don't want to like have the last word, Robert, but I just I have to now. So Canis, <laughs> Canis Majoris is the largest star that we've found, and if the Earth were the size of a golf ball, you could fill the state of Texas 22 inches high in golf balls, and that's how many Earths have been inside this one star. Damien, that's crazy. Dude, that is absolutely crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Space Where do you come up with this stuff, Brian? We got on space. We got on space. Like now, we're just gonna start talking about. It's gonna be a science podcast. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now the Earth is flat. Yeah. Oh my! Don't even get me started on the whole flat Earth thing. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, no, I, I can't take credit for that. That was, that was Louis Giglio. How great is our guy? Great talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, Damien, I will say, um, you know, uh, I speak for everyone here and when I say, like, you know, your grandfather's right, man. We're, we're proud for you. So, uh, Thank you. Yeah. You guys too, man. Thanks for everything I, you I do. I wish you luck. Uh, wish you luck in the civilian world. I, uh, I looked you up on LinkedIn as we were talking, so I saw you're living in San Diego. That's where I'm from. So, I am. Uh, I like, man. Yeah, I'm moving, I'm moving back to New York City, uh, like, in November, probably December. Starts okay. in January, so nice. If nice. you guys are come through the city when you get back, yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and at Facebook by searching at Mentors the Number Four M I L. And please subscribe to our podcast. It's free, and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show. We have several options depending upon your device, and we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio. Hey everyone, Robert here. I love supporting veteran-owned companies, and Mentors for Military recently partnered with Skeleton Optics to offer a 10% discount to our listeners. That's right, 10%. These aren't your regular run-of-the-mill sunglasses, by the way. The frames are handcrafted in Italy with Zeiss Vision lenses. Use the code mentors for mil or mentors the number four mil at skeletonoptics.com, and you'll receive your 10% discount automatically at checkout. Hurry up and get on over there to support a veteran-owned company.